and welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts with your hosts, us. It's Ariel, Raylene, and today we've got Lena in the house. <laughs> Literally in my house. <laughs> the call the is best. coming from inside the house. <laughs> I'm haunting Ariel this week. It's so, so deeply exciting, you guys. I uh, think I mentioned on the podcast that I was like looking forward to my friend visiting. Mm. Did I say that it was Lena that was coming? I don't know if you did. I, I don't know if I did either. Foreshadowing. Yeah. I think I was being very mysterious about it to build <laughs> hype. Um, <laughs> and that hype has been built... And it's time to give the people the relief that they want. Uh, <laughs> Lena is here. And it's so exciting, Raylene, because I think we were talking about this, but none of my British friends have ever visited oh, yeah. me in Canada. <laughs> and so Lena win. wins Best British Friend Award. I, I reign supreme. <laughs> Nobody can take that from me now. No, that's, that's yours just forever. History. That's yeah. my forever. Yeah, that's yours forever. Yeah. Um, but it's been so much fun having Lena here and... Yeah, and I was—I was actually quite excited that she would be on the podcast. You oh know? yeah, I was like, this means Lena gets to be on the pod. Absolutely, I was excited to come back. It's been about two years since I've been on it. Oh I my think. god, really? So it's been yeah. Wow, well, I think so. It's no, I think you're right. Bargain bin rom com. Maybe that was about a year ago. No, you're right. I think it was two years ago. Wow, that's wild. So, and I think this is our first ever guest episode where you know the guest was actually together with one no, of us. No, you're right. You know, I think you're oh, right. Really, so this is pretty pretty special stuff. Really <laughs> part of history. Yeah, history tastes like maple syrup. Oh man, I love it. I love it. Um, oh Christ! You know, really, and today I was at. We went to a little gift shop. Mm. Oh, we've been to a gift shop every day. Yeah, we can really separate that. That's as a true. Actually, defining that's characteristic of the day. I've taken Lena to many a gift shop um, to show off the wonderful Nova Scotian crafters of this land. They really love to craft. They we can't are. Stop. We are crafty people. Wow. Um, but the reason I just, I don't know why I thought about this. I think it was because I was thinking Raylene has a book haul coming up soon. Mm. Um, but I was like, oh yeah, I don't have anything to haul. I was like, actually I did buy something today. Oh. Raylene, I bought a pumpkin oat candle <gasps> Jealous. and it smells so good. And I, I don't know why, but I smelled it and I instantly thought of you. I was Aww. like, Raylene <laughs> would love this candle. I'm so, wearing an orange shirt today. I also yeah. have a candle that I just bought. It's French toast. Scented. <gasps> it's just a little candle from Walmart. Nothing special, but it does smell very good and kind of like fall. So I couldn't find That's any pumpkin amazing. candles, but I tried. Wow. Yeah, maybe a little too early. Yeah, like September 2nd or whatever it was. They're like, eh, it's not exactly Halloween yet. <laughs> it's French toasty, but it's not pumpkin season. Yeah, <laughs> so sad. Um, all right. So while Lena's been here, you've already been a ferocious reader. You've only been here a few days. And Lena has been on a on a freaking journey I've with been her a, reading. An insatiable. So that's, awesome. that's gonna be exciting to talk about. But how is BC Raylene? How is British Columbia? Oh, I mean, it's just great. We've got we got many days of rain over the weekend, mm. which was very exciting for me. It's been yep. far too hot. Far too hot yeah. over here. It's kinda hot again right now, but I don't know. It's all in all pretty <laughs> good. All in all it's good. I uh I was telling Ariel and Lena before we got on here, but I just got a new sink, new kitchen mm -hmm. sink, and a new faucet because ours started malfunctioning. So great, we got some new stuff, and it's uh, very beautiful in there now. It's funny though because our kitchen is just so old and like run down in every other way, but now we have the most luxurious like it looks like a restaurant kitchen sink. Yeah, and like 
farce it, but Michelin it's okay. star cleaning going yeah. on. Yeah. It is interesting though, because I always think like I'd never think to upgrade my sink, but it is something I use at least twice a day. Right. Yeah. Like why aren't I giving myself a good experience? Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited that. now because I used to have two tiny little sinks, dinky little sinks as I as I called them, and uh, now we've got a big <laughs> massive sink, and it it's so much fun to use. It's just like ah, nothing can stop me. <laughs> like, While you're washing stuff in there, do you think you'll keep saying yes, chef? <laughs> I will now. Well <laughs> now. Quite the bear e like it's like like you say, it's like a very professional grade sink. Yeah. Exactly. It reminds me of This is how I, I know that we're getting on in years because you're excited about your sink. My parents for my birthday have pre told me that they're going to re gravel my driveway. <laughs> That's and hilarious. I'm so excited. I'm like that uh, that That's is a dream. That is Something I really want, but it's so low on the priority yeah. list of like how I need to spend my money right now that it's not going to get done for ages. Yeah, so the yeah. fact that they're like, we would like, because there's like a big puddle yeah. in the middle of the driveway. Yeah, gotta, they're like, we'd like to re, we just get new gravel placed and, and flattened on there. I'm like, hallelujah. <laughs> 29 that is, is really already feeling good. To be fair, that's a very thoughtful it, thing to do. <laughs> it is really thoughtful. It's really cool. It's a really boring, but every day thing that's going to change your life every it is. day. Every time I pull into my house, I'm going to be like, mm, delish. <laughs> and if it makes you feel better, that's the kind of stuff that I'm going to be asking for for my birthday. I'm like, can yeah. somebody buy us a new toilet? That would be great. <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> it's so weird buying a toilet. Have you ever bought a toilet? I've never bought a toilet. I haven't either. You just go into home hardware or BQ, right? Yeah. That's the... B&Q. B&Q, yeah. You just go in there, pick out a toilet that you like, and it comes in a box. <laughs> Like, for some reason, feels it strange. feels insane to me that you buy a toilet in a cardboard box and you just have to wheel it into your car and put it in there. Like, I don't know why I expected it to be a different yeah, thing. Yeah, like, it's, it's just average, just normal. Nothing magical It's just a normal it. item. It's a ceremony. Did you get to try the toilets when you went in? Like, no. Because I feel like that's quite an intimate. But I'd want to know how high the toilet is, especially as a short person. Yeah. I do actually need to know. But like trying a toilet in public feels a little different to trying an armchair in public. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Everyone's just like watching. Squatting. Everyone, you they know, have like a fake bathroom where every stall Close is their different door, yeah. model. <laughs> That'd be so good. Wow. How did we get here? So we're Oh, we've done really well. Um, all right. Raylene, let's start with Lena as she is the guest. Let's, Lena, you've been on a journey from DNFing things to binge reading things. Please tell us about your reading this week. It's been a big week for Lena and books. <laughs> um, I, I was on the plane and um, I really love Sheila Hetty's book, Motherhood. And I was like, I have to read a Canadian author while I'm oh, in yeah. Canada. It's only respectful. So I yes. thought I should probably read another book by the author I keep telling everyone is my favorite author. <laughs> but I keep putting off reading her other books in Oops. case I don't like them and I have yeah. to find a new favorite author. Ladies and gentlemen, it happened. I had to DNF at How Should a Person Be on the plane. I didn't even touch down in Canada before I was like, that's enough of that. No more shit. At least no you more. didn't do it on sacred soil. I didn't do it on sacred soil. You didn't um, do it while you were here. So it left me in quite the conundrum. No offense to Sheila. I really think she's done something something life-changing with motherhood. But yeah. I'm just not on her wavelength for all of, you know, it's like when you go to a party and you get on really well with somebody and you're like, oh my God, maybe we're going to be friends forever. And then you're like, no, that, that friendship was contained at the party. That was, was the a one spe- party that's a great way to special put it. drunken <laughs> moment in time. <laughs> we can't be together forever. Um, so I did have to turn up at Ariel's house in need Empty of handed. reading material. I did how, have a Kobo. How far did you get? I got 40% of the way through. Ooh, okay, yeah, I was really gave it. I'm usually a hundred pages girl, like hundred pages, and then it's over for me. 
Yeah. If I'm not having fun by then. Do you have a rule, Raylene? Not like a hard and fast rule. I kind of just go with my gut. Like sometimes after 50 pages, I'll feel like, oh no, this is not going to happen. And I did that recently with a book, actually. I was just like, you know what? This isn't what I thought it was going to be. I don't want to read this anymore. But there are other times where I've read... Like with Brandon Sanderson, I read 400 pages of this book before I decided maybe I don't actually want to finish it because there's yeah, 800 pages to go. So yeah, it was a large, large book. Um, and I was really trying <laughs> yeah. to give it a chance because it was a book that I was really excited about and I just kept hoping that it would get better. Yeah, This is the way of Kings people will remember on the pod, but yeah. So it just depends on the book. And if I'm listening yeah. to it on audiobook, sometimes I'll like give it an extra chance because I'm like, oh, well, I can, you know, do some cleaning while I listen to it and, Yikes. you know, whatever. I'm not just sitting around yeah. wasting my time. But yeah, no, I don't really have any rules. What about you, Ariel? You're kind of all I over the place. So it's I have a really tell. bad technique. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty innovative, though. I will say, hmm, I'll just pick up this other book for a second. And then I forget about the other book and never return to it. Infidelity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah. I'm just going to cheat and see if yes. this person treats me better. Yes. There you go. That's exactly it. Yeah. I cheat I'm and then I'm like, oh, this is fun. And then I forget about the other one. Wow. <laughs> I'm learning so much. And sometimes it could even be a train of those things oh, happening yeah. over yeah, and over just again. Keep going. Yeah. And then you'll never know yeah, where I'm you like, started. Oh, this one isn't that fun either. <laughs> what about that one? <laughs> And then in my brain, I haven't DNF'd it officially. I've just been like, I've just put it down while Mm. I read this other thing. But then it's months later and I'm like, wow, I did DNF that. I just wasn't woman enough to admit (laughs) it. (laughs) Wow. Um, Okay, so then you said to me, you needed something Mm. to read. Yeah, so I was like, I actually feel like maybe graphic novels might be the way to go forward because I'm I'm on my holidays. I don't want to be concentrating too much. Yes. The stakes need to be low. Yes. (laughs) Please recommend some graphic novels to me. So you were recommended four, actually. Yes. And I've already got through two. So first I picked up Sheets. Yes. Yes. Purely because I feel like the actual, the color palette of this um, is a graphic novel, for those of you who can't see, uh, by Brenna... Thubler. Thumbler. Thumbler. Those letters are all blaring together for me. <laughs> You're also reading it upside down. <laughs> yeah, Tumbler Thumbler. Thumbelina um, has the, like, the color, the colors in this book, for those of you looking on YouTube, which is where you really should be looking on this podcast. Um, <laughs> some amazing colors. They're actually really similar to the color palette of Ariel's house. So from an aesthetic, yeah. I, I chose this on purely shallow aesthetic reasons. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, the pinks, the purples, the blues pink accents, some lime green here and there. It's very Ariel's house. It's true, it's perfect. I love it for many reasons. Um, so yeah, I read this really, really fast and I loved it. I thought it was really, really sweet. Um, it had a nice little twist, a very satisfying twist mm. at the end. I don't know, if, is it, have you read it? Oh uh, yeah, yes. I have. Really. Yeah, you have. Um, I loved all the stuff at the end. I don't know if I want to give stuff away. But yeah, yeah, don't spoil, was, but yeah. I They did explain a lot about how the world worked, which I was mm. I, I was worried that they wouldn't explain some of the mechanisms yeah. behind the sheets and the ghosts, but yes. they did actually give it a lot of political context, which <laughs> I really enjoyed. Lena uh, had a couple moments where she showed me things that Wendell the ghost was saying. Yeah. Because he's just so cute. Like, I don't I know him. of anyone who can read this book and not love Wendell. Yeah. Um, he's a really, really adorable character. So I was like, she's liking. She's <laughs> yeah, actually I was reading you out a little bit. Since yeah, so it was, it was very sweet. And um, yeah, I think if I was gonna like decorate another room in my house, I might just like scan this in and then Ghost pull room. out the colors. <laughs> yeah, no, that's super true. Like it's stunning. Brenna Summers so. a genius, mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. glad to have uh, 
gotten another person to read. Yeah. That's <laughs> your life's goal. Just get everyone. Yeah. Life. So that, I think that copy, you've read that copy as well. Yep. Yes, you said you'd read that copy. Yep. That copy has now been when read by all of us here. Everyone in the <laughs> was room. Was that in touched. BC, really? Yeah. When I was in Cologne? Yeah. It yeah. was in, I think, 2020 when I was at your house. Yeah. Um, before that house Did you went bye-bye. read the sequel? Not yet. No, I actually haven't. Cool. I've it's been... got a funny name, hasn't it? Delicate. Delicate. Delicates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't read it yet. I have yeah. just been uh, putting off buying it for some reason because I, I know that when I get it, I'll just like put down everything to consume it. So I'm just waiting until I'm yeah. ready, to, ready yeah. to buy it. Maybe it's a perfect October thing because it's ghosts and Halloween. It could be. It could be. Yeah. I do have a lot on my docket for October already. So yeah, we'll tricky, see. Tricky. We'll see if that works yeah. out. But It definitely reminded me of Fun Home by Alison Bechdel. Oh, it's, yeah. Again, it's like a family business. Well, have you read Fun Home? I know you've no, got it. I haven't read it yet. It's a family business, um, but in in, in sheets, um, they run a laundry mat. And in Fun Home, they run a funeral home. Yes. That's why it's called Fun Home. Right. Oh, um, oh. And uh, it's both about the family's lives, like kind of crumbling around a failing business and like how they resolve it. Yeah. And what goes on. It was it very much reminded me of Fun Home in a lot of ways. It's good. I had never made that connection, but that, that makes yeah. total sense. <laughs> After sheets, what do you think I made Lena read? Well, I'm... Yeah. Ooh. Oh, did you make a read ballad for Sophie? Oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> 10 points for Rayleigh. I was going to say delicates and I was like, wait, no, 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 no. No, That no. would be um, wrong in this scenario. Yeah, so I read ballad for Sophie, um, which was really, really sweet. I think I like this much more than Sheets. Okay. Okay to say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. the art in it was really cool. There are a few like drug trips that he illustrates oh, I love in that an part. amazing yeah. way. Really, really clever. Yeah. I was looking at those pages for ages and then I was like, Lini, have to move on. Keep, <laughs> keep going. Um, but art wise, it kind of reminds me of like Chris Riddell. And um, again, the color palette's really, really beautiful. And I, it's it follows the kind of trope of. Um, journalist visiting old person's house who's famous and then tr- then because they're like nearing the end of the lie their life they're like well screw it you can have the real truth yeah, yeah. The yeah. About yeah. i haven't told any other journalists here's what my life was actually like um kind of like um the seven husbands of i was just thinking Hugo. that yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which i've realized is now that should be a genre i'm gonna look i'm gonna actively look it's gotta like, be i'm sure that there are more um old old icon meets journalist Books. reveals yes. all secrets <laughs> yeah yeah that's totally a thing like interview with a vampire so. yeah and nice. like we should come They're up with a name for that elderly genre. but they are a vampire so they are in some ways the most elderly right <laughs> yeah. yeah you don't get more you can get more almost dead than that um so many stories so yeah i think that's oh yeah and you've you've got a i showed lena my original page that i was so sent cool. So cool. When I go hard, I go in, right? <laughs> it's like I'm a, a true fan of this incredible. And now book. I know the story behind that is even sadder, but also I love that they that they gave you those steamy sexy. <laughs> They're like, you can have the boobs. Yeah, there's one that has boobs on it. So exciting. That's awesome. It's so pretty. I'm really glad that you liked it so much. I really, really liked it. Yeah, you would Definitely. recommend it to others. Yes, easily. Yeah. Yeah. Lena was saying, like, I should really read more graphic novels. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, on your holiday. Yeah. They're perfect. Because you do zip through them. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're definitely ones I need to go to my library to get as well. It's true. I always get, I go into comic, there's a really amazing, like, um, graphic novels only bookshop in London. Gosh Comics. um, Called Gosh Comics. Nice. The great London trivia for Mary. (laughs) It's the best one. Um, It is really good, but I always get, like, choice 
paralysis there because so they're much. quite expensive yeah. and they don't last you that long. That, it's true. So you really have to like know that you're going to love it. So I think I need to start with the library. Yeah. Good call. Go from there. It's true. I actually, Brenna, our beautiful Brenna, who has been on the pod before, um, she recently has gone to London and she was like, what bookstores do I need to visit? And I was like, gosh, comics. <laughs> you have Full to circle. go to gosh, comics. Awesome. It'll be the one. Yeah. Um, so okay, so you finished those two. What are you now reading? Oh, so, so something I've been reading before bed, purely because it's on my Kobo so I can read it while Craig's asleep, Yeah, is The Ice by Lelaine Paul. Now, Pod was my fav- is my favorite book of the year. Okay. I'm pretty confident. I've been confident. It was the first book I read this year. Oh my God. <laughs> and I remain, I think, I think it was. I think it was. And I remain confident. Oh no, it's the first one I read from, read from the Women's Prize. Okay. Yeah. Like, Corrections. First one I read from the Women's Prize. It must have been April. And I've remained confident that it will be my best book of the year. And I, it's August now. Yeah. And I still haven't read anything near. So I thought the only way that I'd be able to top the best book of the year is to read her other books. Like the only person that's going to beat Lelaine <laughs> Paul is Lelaine Paul. Yeah. yeah. So I'm listening to the audiobook of The Bees. She wrote a book. The, her, the book at, that was up for the Women's Prize is called Pod that I read. And it's about dolphins. But like, bear with. It's more like war and peace <laughs> under the ocean. Like when you say it's about dolphins. Yeah. yeah. It's not silly. It's like, it's, it's, it's like Les Mis underwater. Ooh. <laughs> Very <laughs> dramatic. <laughs> Everything happens. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So, and she's written two other books before that. She wrote The Bees and she's written The Ice. And they're all climate themed in some way, but like not overtly climate-ish. I did not realize that The Bees was by Lelaine Paul. I remember a couple of years the bee- ago, The Bees were- was everywhere. Mm. I think I know you what book that? you're talking about. It's yeah. like bright yellow, had like gold foil on it. Yeah. What? Yeah. I never made I that know. connection. That's funny. No, me neither. When when Lena mentioned it, whatever, a couple of days ago, you were like, I'm also reading The Bees by her. I was like... Of course. (laughs) She wrote, yeah. Same same woman. She's got a thing going on. So what is the ice about? So the ice is about a um, man who has just found out that his co-worker has died in a glacier tumble. And he's having to deal with the fallout and they both work in the climate sphere. And that's all I know so far. I'm only 50 pages in. Okay. But it seems like shenanigans have happened in the past and all is not as it seems. That's all I know. That's really cool. But it's not actually from an animal's perspective, this one, so. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm waiting on the polar bears. Maybe (laughs) I'll get a polar bear in it. (laughs) Little arctic Um, fox. But yeah, so that's what I'm reading right now. And then a book that I'm reading really slowly uh, in audio is called Dancing by the Light of the Moon by Giles Brandeth, who we both met in person at a poetry event. He's a very eccentric poetry man yes who also seems to have known princess diana and also knew t.s Eliot, and he's just what? like one of those men who's like what um yeah. he wrote this book called dancing by the light of the moon how poetry can transform your memory and change your life and mm. it's basically a huh. collection of poems that you could like easily learn by heart and mm. lots of essays about why learning poetry by heart is really good for your brain and like can preserve oh that's cool your memory and prevent Alzheimer's and all sorts. I did not realize that you were reading that because (laughs) all throughout the week, Lena has been, uh, without any announcement, bursting into (laughs) poems. Trying to memorize the specific. Uh, Did I not tell you why? I that you, well, you told me. I recently you, you said I recently found out that if you memorize poetry, it can really help your brain long term. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then you just keep jumping into the Jabberwocky poem. <laughs> 
And I'm like, oh, yeah, she's improving her brain. I didn't realize it was like you were reading a book about that. I had to save some material for the pod. No, that's <laughs> I know. Good. I'm a content it's monster. A good <laughs> out. Um, Twas Brinnig and the slithy toves did gyre and gimble in the wave. <laughs> that's what keeps happening. That's what keeps happening. <laughs> well, interesting were the visit you guys are having. <laughs> and the moan wraths out grave. Beware the jabberwock, my son. Okay, that's all I know. Yeah, Next sorry. time you come on the podcast, you need to recite the entire... Yeah. yeah, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for <laughs> That's it. That's a really good idea. Um, all right, Raylene, what have you been reading over there? And what are you currently reading? Well, I, last week, was challenged to read three books. And yes, I, I read those three oh, wow. books. Oh. Yahoo! Yahoo! So, um, yeah, I did manage to read The Body Snatchers by Jack okay. Finney. Ooh. 1922 by Stephen King, which was a novella. Wow. And Cycle of the Werewolf. Also by Stephen oh, King. Oh, yeah. wow. So okay, I'm ready. I read so those excited. three, and uh, let me just take you through them one by one. Are they supposed to be Halloween-themed, or is it just... Well, you, they weren't... You love a Stephen they King. They weren't anyway, supposed to be. This is actually last week I went to a outdoor book sale, and these are the three books that I bought at the book sale. And <gasps> I, I was kind of like... I told Ariel that I wasn't going to buy any books uh, two weeks ago. And then last week I, I bought these books. So I was like, you know what? Let me just challenge myself to read those. But no, it was just lucky that I happened to find three kind of spooky books at this yeah. time and now i'm fully in the halloween spirit like i'm reading i'm reading spooky books for the most part like that's my goal for the next little while so yes the body snatchers was published in 1954 and was quickly adapted as a film in 1956 titled invasion of the body snatchers another film adaptation came out in 1978 starring donald sutherland jeff goldblum and brooke adams Jack Finney is also known for books such as Time and Again, From Time to Time, and dozens of short stories, including a collection called About Time that I once mentioned on a segment of Bookholds. First off, The Body Snatchers, which I did some digging. This is the original title of the book, and it was later made into a movie called Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So that's an alternate title that you can find this book in as well. But this book was... I want to say like a really good book that I just didn't enjoy as much as I was hoping to. Like I liked it, huh. but I feel like it is a stellar book and I'm really excited to watch the movie because I feel like it almost might work better as a movie. But this is basically about a small town where all of a sudden people start kind of seeming like they're getting taken over by another entity like one person. It all starts out with this woman coming to the main character who's a doctor and she's like my uncle looks like my uncle sounds like my uncle but it's not my uncle and she like can't explain why there's some unexplainable mm. reason but she's just like i can just tell that it's not him and so the main character starts going on this journey of trying to figure out what's going on and um they discover you know some sci-fi stuff that's going on some horror which um, was pretty exciting and i don't want to say too much but it was really really good and i like the like the message of the book kind of came through really well near the end um which i find is important with like sci-fi stuff sometimes it's like well what was the point of that like what were you trying to yeah. say and i really really understood what uh what the author was trying to say which is humans are bad um so that was really cool <laughs> so I, message received yes yeah i was like thank <laughs> you jack finney that's very good so yes while i didn't enjoy it as much as i was hoping to i do think it's a really good book that people should definitely check out and then after that i dove right into 1922 by stephen king 1922 was one of the four novellas featured in king's 2010 collection full dark no stars this story is set in the town of Hemingford Home, which is also featured briefly in his novels It, The Stand, and Billy Summers. In the afterword of my copy of this book, King states that this novella was inspired by a nonfiction book called Wisconsin Death Trip by Michael Lisi, which developed a cult following in the years following its publication in 1973. This one was really good. 
really really enjoyed mm. this one it's a it's set in 1922 as you would imagine and the main character is a farmer and his wife owns like 100 acres of their land and she wants to sell it and move and he doesn't want to do that because he loves where he lives he's like i don't want to move and she threatens to sell it and move away and she and he's like you know what the only answer is for me to kill her <laughs> so <gasps> so it starts out very like that's the on the first page he's like it's not him he couldn't buy it <laughs> no he's too poor he's just a poor oh. farmer he okay, wouldn't be okay. able to he's like i could buy it from you but it would take me like nine years to pay it back and she's like no we'll just sell it to this like mill or whatever they'll pay me the money i want and so it all comes down yeah. to now nah, he's got a killer and so at the beginning Classic. of the book he and he ropes his son into it which just sucks oh that was horrible but it's very very good book if you want a short like really gruesome kind of horror book and i also watched the movie which i'll talk about in the movie tub but uh oh not okay. nearly as good as the book let me just say that oh, okay. but the book was really good and like read really quickly and was very nicely written etc so i do really recommend that however the last book i read cycle of the werewolf cycle of the werewolf is a horror novella that was published in 1983 and features illustrations by comic book artist bernie wrightson in 1985, it was adapted into a movie called Silver Bullet, the screenplay of which was also written by King. This book is also credited as Stephen King's shortest novel, clocking in at 127 pages. Not very good. Not very good. <laughs> <laughs> Steve. So, yeah, I was Let telling you guys down, a bit Steve. about this yesterday because we were, I was reading this on our live show. And um, it's just the first half of the book feels kind of kind of crazy to me a little bit because each it, it goes month by month there's like these werewolf attacks happening. So it's like, okay, January, here, there's this person, they got attacked by a werewolf. February, boom, boom, boom. And it kind of goes through them too quickly to the point where yeah. you're like, uh, am I supposed to care about any of these people? Like, am I supposed to be trying to figure right. out who this werewolf is? Like, I'm not being given any clues. Um, but halfway through, something happens that kind of changes the cycle. And then it get, it got a little bit more interesting. But all in all, it just wasn't a, wasn't a book for me. Uh, mm. And it has actually been made into a movie as well, which could be potentially better but i will also say the art in this book is really cool like there's all these there's hmm. like color pages for each kind of story but then there's also these like kind of separators for each month that are really really beautiful so yeah those are really beautiful yeah so i love that i feel like just for the art alone like in the experience of reading it it was worth it but i didn't really like the story that much unfortunately yeah so you would recommend it maybe to a stephen king fan who's like trying to check them exactly all off. like yeah worth it yeah but not to or anyone like else. to a 12 year old boy like i feel like this one would really <laughs> appeal <laughs> to a young lad who just wants like a a fun kind of uh romp i guess is how i would put right. that yeah but yeah that's everything i've finished so i feel pretty good You've about that pretty, you that's can't punish me now because i read the books I no i was, gonna, I was go gonna get to punish Raylene <laughs> if she didn't finish this challenge i guess that's fine uh, punishment i'll be honest i didn't ha think of one yet uh, so usually it's just to read a big book or something like yeah usually okay. i just get to pick the next book that she <laughs> yeah, reads yeah what were you saying <laughs> what would I punish her? What, what, yeah, maybe you, you should know, come up you with said, idea. Oh, you had so much faith in her that you thought, yeah. oh, I, I'm not actually going to need to punish her. Oh, oh I don't yeah. even need to make up the punishment. No, that wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible that I, I could have gotten sidetracked. I'm such a mood reader that I was kind of scared that I was going to read one book and be like, I'm yeah. not in the mood for horror anymore. I will say, though, I feel like, Raylene, you're a grinder. It's true. Like, when Raylene I set my eyes on reads, something. 
Yeah, you read a lot and you read steadily. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when you're like, I'm going to read this thing, you will actually read it. Yeah. You're like, and so I feel like you're very good. I mean, only a real true book grinder could get through 400 pages of a book you're not liking, <laughs> hoping it turns around. That's, That's like dangerous true. amounts of optimism. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, all right, so what are you currently reading? Well, what I'm currently reading kind of goes into my book haul a little bit. So okay. I can just dive right into that. So Let's I'll start it. with the one I'm currently reading. I got two books that I actually pre-ordered like a month ago when I realized yeah. that there was two kind of big fall releases coming out that I kind of forgot were coming out. And so I pre-ordered them so I would be ready when they came. And the first one is Happiness Falls by Angie mm. Kim, which um, Angie Kim wrote Miracle Creek, which was one of my favorite books two or three years ago whenever it was that I read it okay and um she writes really really good like family stories that also involve some kind of mystery whether it be a murder mystery or not and this one I've only just started I'm about 50 pages in I just started it last night but it's really good so far the main character is a 20 year old woman who is um like it's during COVID actually which was something interesting too it's set in 2020 so her and her twin brother are both like just at home from college because of COVID and their their dad goes on a hike with their younger brother every day just to get him out of the house and the story starts out when they go out for a hike and the brother comes home but the dad doesn't come home so he's missing Uh and the younger brother is nonverbal, so he's not able to explain what happened. And mm. so it's very stressful for the family because they can't... And it's hard to explain that to the police and everything. They're like, well, he he has no way to communicate to us what happened. So, like, don't, don't try and get it out of him. Um, yeah. So it's kind of stressful at the very beginning. And, um, yeah, so far so good, though. So that's what I'm reading. But then the other book that I also got is <laughs> another Stephen King book, Holly by Stephen King, which is his cool. newest book. And I'm really excited about this one because Holly Gibney is the character's name. She started out in the Bill Holly, sorry, Bill Hodges trilogy. And she's like popped up in a bunch of other books since then. Like she's in The Outsider. She's in one of the stories in If It Bleeds, which I haven't read yet. And now this book is all about her. And I'm so excited because I really like her as a character. She's very quirky and smart and just a good investigator, which is always really fun. So I'm really excited to finally have that. And, uh, continue my Stephen King journey. I'm in such a Stephen King mood right now. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm really pumped. How many books a year does Stephen King publish? That's a good question. I feel like he puts out probably two a year. Like, I feel like he puts out more than one a year, but I can't remember what the last book he put out was would have been Fairy Tale, I guess, which was probably last year. So maybe one a year or like one and a half. Like, I feel like he, puts, he pumps them out pretty quickly. Has. Yeah. I think yeah. he's also, isn't it like a fun fact about Stephen King that he's the most adapted author of all time? I'm sure he is. Yeah. Almost all he's of his got... books have been adapted. I know. It's wild. If not That's twice so or three times, like some of his book, some of his books have been adapted multiple times with remakes yeah, and stuff. Yeah, Carrie has three, two movies. Wow. Is it? Yeah. The... It... I feel like the Chloe Grace Moretz thing failed, though. Yeah, that one wasn't the best adaptation, <laughs> I think, but... I think that flopped. Just a little. I think we could say that. <laughs> um, all right. I'm glad that you ladies had so much to say. <laughs> because I really did not. <laughs> She's in a void. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. So I'm still pushing my way through Diary of a Void. And I'm a little sad that, like, this is, I think, the third episode where I'm talking about this book. Yeah. Because I feel like it's... It makes it sound like this book is slow to get through. Yeah. It's just that I have literally, I read like two pages and then I fall asleep. Yeah, you've been busy. I've been so busy getting ready for Lena. 
um, and like prepping stuff. And it's my fault now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your fault. <laughs> um, exactly. You understand me. But yesterday we went swimming outside. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really fun. We did some lake swimming Ooh. and took this book along. I think I got it a little damp. Oh, no. So, I know. I think I was like a little too excited to read it and I hadn't fully dried my hands off. So I think that there's a little bit, but I kind of, I know that we're not supposed to like book destruction. I kind of <laughs> like it a little bit because uh, I'm like, that's just, yeah, it, it reminds me of us reading it sitting on that giant rock. Yeah, exactly. Um, my my copy of Perks of Being a Wallflower that is utterly destroyed by water will forever remind me of a beautiful summer spent with you or a week spent with you uh, reading books. I'll never get rid of it. It was so beautiful. Yeah. No, you have to get I did buy you a new one. I know. So I have them just together on my shelf. There's They're the exact same, but one is pristine and the other one is destroyed. It's kind of funny. I bought a little water bottle of Peppa the Pig. Uh-huh. And it leaked all over her book. Oh. And I was like, I'm so sorry, I'll buy you a new one. But actually, it is kind of just a memento of that It is week. really funny. Like, funny. I was I was upset when it happened, but it doesn't matter, and yeah. it was funny. <laughs> I have a really old copy of Goodnight, Mr. Tom that my dog tore up when I was about 10. Oh. And I kept it, and my dog is now dead. <gasps> and it's quite sweet. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Shadow, you little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I look at it sometimes, and I'm like, oh. What a stupid dog he was. <laughs> yeah, it adds so to the funny. story. It adds yeah. to the Yeah, the no, I love that, actually. I, we had a nice book moment to, um, yesterday. The day before yesterday, I was talking to Connor, Ariel's, yeah. Ariel's sweetheart. And uh, <laughs> he was talking about, like, tropes and books that he liked. And they all seemed to, to add up to um, Emily um, St. John Mandel's oh, Sea of Tranquility. Yeah. And he's such an obedient man. He just bought it and read it. Oh, he, by the way, to a he finished he read it. The reason he didn't... The reason he didn't take it is he finished it. He read it in a day. <laughs> That's insane. It's I mean, it is a very it, fast book, to be fair. Yeah. yeah, I told him about it, and then maybe half an hour later, he had purchased it. And then, like, 24 hours later, it was already in his brain. Yeah, he's <laughs> he so good at like, that. I, I I love that about Do you remember Connor. with my year of yes, relaxation? Yes, I was just thinking that. Yeah. I've seen it. When Lena was, or sorry, when Raylene was over, I keep doing that, you guys. I keep saying, I said Raylena. <laughs> yeah, she called me Raylena, which I can accept. That's our couple name. <laughs> yeah. Aw. <laughs> um, I forget exactly where we were when it happened, but Raylene was over. We recommended my year of rest and relaxation to Connor. And he was like, oh, okay, I'll read it. Ariel, where is it? And I gave it to him. Yeah. And he just read it in a day. or like, And by the next day, he was like, you're right. That was great. We're like... Yeah, that's, it's happened? astounding to me because I so often, if somebody recommends me a book, I'll say, oh, that's great. I'll read that someday. And I never intend yeah. to read it very soon. And I know. Even no matter how so exciting instant. it sounds, but Connor just goes. I know for it. it's so satisfying. It's actually so freaking cool. Like I wish I, I, wish I, I had could be like that, that power. Yeah. Have you ever had him as a guest on the podcast? No, we. It's sh- been requested a lot. Up, that's why. <laughs> it's. <laughs> he would we've show us up. Yeah. About, we've yeah. talked about doing a boyfriend episode for years, yeah. and we just haven't. I, I don't think, think we've leaned in. We really should figure it out though, because people keep asking for it. They want Kyle. The people want it. Yeah. The people want the boyfriend episode. Give it to them for Christmas or something. <gasps> yeah, no, you're right. Um, the other thing that I wanted to just mention is that I do think I have officially DNF'd um, Dopamine Nation. Oh, right. Which I mentioned, I don't know, last episode episodes or the episode ago, yeah. before that I was listening to the audiobook of it. And basically what happened was I got about halfway through my audiobook uh ran out or whatever like the library took it back oh um, yeah because it was on the app yeah. and they were like your loan has uh ended we're taking the book back yeah. 
they took it and i was like okay yeah don't care i was like <laughs> i don't I, I was like i actually i'm not gonna like put yeah. myself back in the queue or yeah, whatever i was like it. i don't i realized i it was like the push i needed to give up if you could summarize what you learned from it in one sentence what would it be that's the problem uh, <laughs> i didn't really learn anything mm. and like so basically i'm very interested in that topic and the topic is how in our current culture we have and I'm talking about the West, but like in our current culture, we have so much access to everything we want. Like anything mm -hmm. you want, you can have, um, basically. And because it's so convenient and so cheap and so plentiful that it's like rewiring our brains to be, it's making us more unhappy. It's mm -hmm. we're like, it, like uh, you'd think it'd be the opposite, but it's just, we have nothing to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. the main concept. It's like, you, you, we no longer have the thing of like, oh, we should, well, at Christmas time, we're gonna have a roast. Yeah. And that's like so special. Mm -hmm. And like, it's a special feast. We all put so much effort into making and blah, blah, blah. No, you can have that every week if you want because yeah. it's not very cheap and it's always at the store or sorry it's not very expensive so it's mm -hmm. like uh, and you don't need to wait for christmas films to be shown on tv because you have you, them on demand all year round exactly yeah, you can Stuff get anything like you that want but anytime. also <laughs> the the epitome of it being having our cell phones like our smartphones specifically mm -hmm. has just made the ease of access so instantaneous that we're all just kind of mildly addicted to constantly being distracted. So I'm like, I like the topic and I actually liked the author. She read the audiobook oh, yeah. and she seems really cool and friendly and interesting, but the book was quite anecdotal. Like she was just talking about people who have come into her center with very modern addictions, like addictions that are only made possible because of the modern world. And I'm like, totally like one, like for example, one of them was a teenager who was addicted to her vape pen. Like she had weed on her vape. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's a very modern addiction or someone who was like addicted to porn because of the access that they had on the internet. And I'm like, these are very interesting anecdotal stories, but I didn't feel like I was taking anything away from it. Mm. Like there was no like mind blowing facts. I love learning big facts where I'm like, that's gonna stick with me or tips that you should do. Where So basically like, 10 Reasons for Deleting Your Social Media Accounts Right Now by Jaron Lanier. Mm. That's a book I recommend to everyone because it's very like, this is what, why you should do this and this is how you should do it. And it's like quite actionable and mm. interesting. And it made me, that made me delete my Twitter. Can I tell you a funny story about that book? Yeah. I still haven't read it, but I'll tell you why. It's because I was the social media manager <gasps> at the publisher that published it when it was being published. And that's literally my whole income. And I was like, Obviously, I'm not gonna promote this book, <laughs> and I had to do. I did a. I had to do a social media That's campaign. So around. I was so furious about it because I was because basically he doesn't. He's never used social media. Yeah. So I was like, I've met all of my friends on social media. Yeah. I met oh, my yeah. boyfriend on social media. Yeah. I'm not gonna be told by this man who I love because I've studied his other books and I wrote about them for my master's dissertation. Oh like, really? He is a very clever man, but I I just have like a little. <laughs> it's ironic petty bee in my bonnet about that book because it was my job. <laughs> that is so funny. The only way he was going to make money from it was if I, the social media manager, promoted That's it. That's hilarious. <laughs> and I felt very <laughs> resentful of Jaron Lanier. I wonder how he felt about it, though. He didn't, I don't know how he felt about like it. He's, if, he's Amer like, he's American, right? Yeah. So we were his English publisher, his UK publisher. Yeah. So, but I, do you know what I mean? Like, I bet you if you, if you asked him, 
like, would you like us to promote this on social media? He probably would have said either like, no, like, yeah, no, yeah, don't yeah. do that. Or he would have been like, yes, because those are the people that need the book. Do you know what I, I did true as my social media campaign? It's like yeah. shut down all of our social media channels nice. for the day. And I put like an out of office that was like, go and read this book. That's... And then I gave myself the day off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need, I'm going to go and do, do something else with my, I'm going to go and catch up on other parts of my job. She's a <laughs> <And> genius. Not... <laughs> She's a genius of her time. But I should have read the book. <laughs> it's so good. I actually really like it. And I definitely think though, it's like one of those things that you take with a grain of salt. Like, yeah. it's a particular dude with a particular view, but it made me delete my Twitter. It didn't make me delete my Instagram, mm. but I was like, no, you're right. I could be better about what I'm, like, actually mm-hmm. using online yeah. or whatever. You were um, really on something deleting Twitter because you haven't had to sit there while. Yeah, it's so funny how, like, Twitter's falling apart, right? Like, now it's yeah. called X. Yeah, I am so just, like out of it don't care but it is kind of funny yeah, every time i hear something about twitter I'm and like, now that's, that's like the most rational response to what's going on is out of it don't care now yeah, there's yeah, threads yeah i don't understand that now either i don't want any part of it it's books and pounds on threads <laughs> we are not wow, on, you need to get on we are well, not on threads. absolutely you know not. i'm barely on you instagram <laughs> yeah you know what's funny i didn't even until you just said that think about how we could be on threads that's like that has been a conversation. literally never Dude. occurred to us to get i, I haven't even threads. like i don't even understand what it is yet maybe i will get on threads and take your handle yeah and go rogue <laughs> and i will be box unbound and i'll be completely unhinged and idea. i'll like up- upload the logo upside down <laughs> and just tell everyone to delete their social media yeah that's awesome well raylene not my best reading week, but I DNF'd a book and I'm slowly going through this book that I actually am enjoying. Like, yeah. I'm liking Diary of Void and I think... That's good. Yeah. I have a good feeling about September as a reading month. I don't know why. I just feel like August... Actually, I was saying... I don't know if it was to you or to my mom, but I was saying, like, I have accomplished in the last three weeks the amount of work I usually do in, like, three months. Mm. And so I'm like, it makes sense to me that I've done nothing. Like, I haven't even posted a video on my YouTube channel, but I've been filmed. I have, like, enough footage for, like, four videos. Right. I just don't have time to edit them. Yeah. I just had to do, I just had to keep going until Lena came here, and now I got a week of vacation, and then when I get back into the swing of things, I'll be, like, back to reading and posting them. Yeah. That's okay. The seasons of life. (laughs) Exactly. Um, All right, we're going to go record our Patreon mini podcast called Movie Tub, where we talk about... Did you know that that's what it's called? No. (laughs) You're welcome. Movie Tub. Uh, Where we talk about the films and TV shows we've been watching lately. And uh, Lena, thank you so much for being on. This was a super fun episode. Always a pleasure. Goodbye, Raylene. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs) 